three, two, one, go. Go what? Go, 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 go. We what do you want go. me to say? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just say like, hello and welcome to the Lost Out Podcast. I'm your host, Trent Castleberry. And today, I have a special guest, a new one, uh, a brand new guest. <laughs> V-ness. Oh. <laughs> What's Vanessa? In well, Facebook, it's Vanessa. Yeah, so it's like, so how do you actually spell your real name? Because I was like, there's no way that she actually... Because, like, yeah, so uh, the the way it's spelled in, on Facebook is V-N-E-S-S-A. Yeah, yeah, so I just dropped the first A because uh, I'm one of those people that, like, are very private, so I don't want people to just randomly add me. So, oh, And then yeah. my last name is Campos, but there I switched it up and it's, like, Mapsock. Just to like scramble the word. It's Campos. Is it it's Campos. Name? Yeah. Yeah. Don't spell that out. We will find your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so uh, that's no. I mean that's actually a smart smart move. Me, I'm just like I guess I'm a little bit vain. I have my full name. Full name. On my right now I saw that. <laughs> I'm like I want you all to know me. I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> so Vanessa, I met you at a, a going away dinner. With thing. our mutual friend. With yeah. our mutual friend. God rest her soul. She's gone now. She's, she's still, she just in Texas. Oh, no. Yeah, she's, she's alive. Arizona. She's yeah, Arizona. she's alive, but she's she's gone. She's dead to us now. She's gone. <laughs> not even. <laughs> no, not anymore. We can't we can't escape each other anymore in this digital age. Like, I have friends from high school. I still talk to them. Like, oh, same. Like, keep up Facebook. with them. Yeah, it's Facebook. <laughs> it's all about, it's all about, like, what you're willing to invest, foster the time. Like, invest the time into the people. Yeah. Like, my, my best friend from high school, I know, I he ended up joining the Air Force too. Like oh, wow. I actually encouraged him to do it because he was getting married and he was like, "I'm thinking about joining." What? Tell me about the Air Force. And I was like, "I am not that blue." <laughs> like, because you know that they call it like going blue. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to disparage the Air Force or anything like that. It's just that I'm not. I don't want. I'm not like a recruiter type person because I'm looking at everything from pros and cons. I was like, pros, you got mad security, like financially, mad yeah, security. That's true. Cons, you're moving around a lot. Like you, basically you you'll be like four years. You'll be on one place in the states, and then you'll move somewhere else. If you're in the states, you usually got two to three, unless you extend. But that's another that's a process. Yeah. But you're gonna you're not gonna be like setting down roots. So if you're getting a family, you get to recognize like you're gonna be moving around a lot. So I went through all those pros and cons of them. He's all like, I'm gonna do it. I was like. That's on you, dude. I, I I didn't really convince you. I just gave you the information. Yeah. But I think that it would be it would be of your benefit, especially if you want to go, try to go into school. You know, like I'm. I've yeah, been that's the school. reason I'm considering going active because I know I'm reserves. Yeah. So. I mean, I've I've done, I did, claps, Dantes, or something like you basically test out of a class. I've done those, like I, I'm, I'm about to be working on my bachelor's for. Um, for uh, education because I want to be a teacher. Really? Okay, yeah. I can see that. I think it would be fun to be a yeah. teacher because I'm good at lecturing. <laughs> and talking. <laughs> well, I mean, some would say that I'm really actually not that great at, at, at like a back and forth conversation because I'll just keep going down these rabbit holes and then they're just kind of sitting back like, all right, let's just uh, listen to this guy <laughs> rant for a little bit. Anyway, so we met there and I was like, yo, I haven't seen you before. I've seen just about everybody on <laughs> wait, this Wait, 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 wait. No, no. First, you're like, I don't know if I met you before or not. I was like, no, nah, fool, you have not met me. <laughs> I would have remembered. Uh-huh. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I don't, I normally, I, I can recognize faces horrible with names unless I've talked to you about three times. 
in three separate occasions. This is getting old. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just how I'm that's just, just, <laughs> no, if, that's how I that's how I do it. So I was like, you, I'm surprised we haven't met before. We haven't ran ran into each other. So you seemed really interesting. So where are you from? I'm originally from California. <laughs> Cali. Yeah. What part? San Diego. San Diego, California. San Diego. What made you decide to join the reserves? What did you do before? Like, give me a little background. We gotta get a little oh, background. Oh man, I've done so much before that. So um, I went give to college. Give me the highlights. <laughs> got my college degree, uh, but it's only associates, and I was doing security. I've done so many jobs; it's insane. But um, so, I decided to join the reserves because. With the military, you have to dedicate four years of your life. And I was like, I don't know if I would like the military yet to do that kind of commitment. So yeah, you just want to put your toe in the water. You know what I mean? Just yeah. little, little dip your toe in the water, see what's up, you know. Exactly. Got you. I got you. Well, what, what, why security work? Like, you're, Whoa. you're super personable, <laughs> hella cute. Like, why security? Like, where did that come from? So, I actually went through some stuff when I was, um, when I had David, so I have a son. Okay. And his dad was not the best person. And uh, I went through stuff with him, and I um, called the police. And they didn't do anything to help me this one time. So I was like, you know what? I want to be that person you call and does whatever it takes to help you. So that's what made me. And then I started taking AJ class, which is administration of justice. And I was actually good at those classes. I was good at shooting. I was like, hmm, maybe this is what I meant to do. <laughs> so... So it was like a, now I know I'm like way off, uh, way off mic right now. <laughs> so that was kind of like a, it wasn't that you like, cause a lot of people that when they get into like any kind of security or like police, anything like that, it's because they were, they had a good experience for you. It felt like you kind of had a bad experience and yeah, you wanted to try to fix it. Yeah, yeah. You were like, I'm going to fix this from the inside. This is a broken system. These people. These people aren't treating people right. They're not looking at things objectively. So I'm going to get in there and I'm going to actually do it, do it right. So mm -hmm. you went and you started shooting. You started doing a lot of prerequisite work. Mm -hmm. And then you were like, I actually have an affinity <laughs> for this. Like, I'm actually pretty good at some of these things. And also you're compassionate. I would, I mean, I've assumed so far that I've been talking with you. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of interest in other people, which is usually tied to empathy. So you have a lot of empathy and sympathy, I'm sure, too. But, like, empathy being you can relate to other people Very even much. if you haven't experienced it. So you can see it from multiple perspectives simultaneously. You can try to look at it from this perspective, this perspective, so you can gauge a situation really, really quickly, which I think is lacking in a lot of, like, police work right now. Yeah. Because people are that... I wouldn't say they're automatically trained on that, 100%, but I think it's, it has to do with the job and the, and the precincts that they're in, specifically like police work in inner cities. But we were going to get to that. <laughs> we were going to get to that. Okay. So you had a bad experience with the, with the popos. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't like authority <laughs> either. I grew up and I was kind of punk, but I still stand by. I stand by like... Uh, the, the police because I think that they're a necessity they are a necessity mm -hmm. you always need some form of um, of Protection. yeah and like law enforcement mm -hmm. just that's it like by by definition the police are supposed to serve and protect Correct. because there's always going to be bad people out there we all like as humans we have a high capacity for malevolence 
Like I could be highly manipulative and destroy people's lives if I wanted to, but I, I choose not to because I have compassion and I love people. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really do. I care about, and even I don't agree with them. I never wish death on anybody. I never wish ill will towards anybody. I, if I don't agree with them, I usually say like, I really hope that they, that they become enlightened in, in whatever <laughs> thing that they, that we disagreed on. Then again, I could be wrong too, but based off of all the stuff that I've done, research, looking at it from multiple avenues, doing the Socratic method, like, I think that I'm right. So (laughs) I really hope that they wake up and they figure it out. But I'm I'm never like, you know, I just, you know, I just really wish this person would die. I don't know. I'm the opposite. Like, I think that everyone has a right to what they think. And I want to say it's necessarily wrong. (laughs) It's just, I understand it understand why they think the way they do yeah not that i would be ever agree with it but like i wouldn't say it's wrong it's just that's how they grew up that's what they experienced and that's what they think but you can't enlighten people like you can tell them their your perspective and mm-hmm. make a difference that way too see i'm of the uh i'm of the opinion we'll say that <laughs> i'm of the opinion that there is a because um, we've heard a lot about like my truth your truth um subjective reality and then you have object objective reality, which has been the standard that we all live off of. So basically to try to paint a picture, a picture of that, there is a, um, there's something in the center that everyone has to adhere to. It's life, right? We mm-hmm. all, it's a life is rife with suffering and it sucks. And we're all trying to orient ourselves within that straight line, I mm-hmm. guess you would say. That straight line. We're all trying to walk there, but no one's ever straight lined yeah. been with objective reality <laughs> because we're all always learning. We're born, and we have to learn based off if we have good parents or not, not or influences. We're going to stray off that line, and you're going to see like there are consequences for straying off that line. Some small, some big, some like catastrophic, and then that really sets you off to, you know, being in prison for the rest of your life. Who knows? But. There's that line that we're all trying to go off of. What I do agree with is that there are different perceptions and different ways of looking at it, but you still have, you come to the same answer, kind of like math, right? So you can have like multiple different formulas that can come to the same answer, but there's still different formulas and different ways of getting to that answer. But there's still that answer. Do you (laughs) see what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So I... When you, I think what you were saying was like with, with the understanding aspect is that I understand why they think the way that they think, why they feel the way that they feel. Unless it contradicts with what is known, I have no problem with that. But if they're, if they're wrong and it's well known that they're wrong based off of what we know so far. And you want to educate them. But and that's what makes you that. want to be an instructor, probably. Yeah, yeah. but you got to do that with compassion. You can't be yeah. like, no, you're wrong. You're a piece of shit. You <laughs> yeah, suck. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, I mean, if you want to actually change minds, if you want to be right all the time, then go for it. Try to be right all the time. You're going to have people that like you because they, if they agree with you, mm-hmm. but you're not actually going to change that person's mind. And what is your ultimate goal? I think the ultimate goal is to everyone helping everybody else figure out how to live a better life a fulfilled one a yeah. meaningful one. i wish it was that simple <laughs> well i think that everyone adopted that philosophy it would be really simple yeah. it wouldn't be as as difficult I it's just because people are so selfish now they're more concerned with their own feelings than trying to grasp someone else's feeling 
do you think that that's like if that's is that idea that you just said more prevalent now than it has been before or you think that it's always been that way well i think it's more so now yeah because back then i feel like they cared more about family and like keeping a household together and just caring about the other person's feelings now i feel like you know what i'm gonna take care of myself i don't want to get my feelings hurt i'd rather just concentrate on me i think it's more so a self like self-defense mechanism that they do yeah i think that it is like i mean selfish has always been like looked at as such a derogatory term you know uh, but i think that it's I would rather, in, in these kinds of instances, just kind of talk, just call it like self-preservation, like, like instinct, mm-hmm. is to take care of you. You know, like make sure that I'm doing everything that I want to do. But the, 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 the funny thing about that is a lot of people, we don't treat ourselves as worth like helping, you know? So... What do you mean? I'll do things that I know aren't good for me because there's a there's a there's an immediate satisfaction in doing it but there's a long term and I would know I know the alpha so basically let's make it really small so I get completely plastered on a Tuesday Mm -hmm. right I drank like all of these bottles of wines okay (laughs) and I'm just like I just don't care I'm having a good time What's going to happen tomorrow is I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have a, the mo- worst hangover <laughs> the worst ever. Hangover. <laughs> but here's the deal. like That's a problem for future me. So, But if I was looking at it towards, if I was looking at my friend doing that, or I was looking at my sibling doing that, then I would, I would try to cut in a little bit. So it's like self-sabotage is what you're saying. Yeah. So it's, it's like everyone has their own opinions on things and they're like, this is the way things are supposed to be. But then if you look at your life, there's like a lack of humbleness where it's like you don't even do what you need to be doing and you're gonna you're gonna talk to me and that, this is relevant in the bible it says like you know take the plank out of your own eye before you throw stones at me yeah i feel like it's more so like a lot of people don't love themselves i think what this what it comes down to and they kind of project that onto other people yeah it's like well you're not doing right you're not doing right you're not doing right uh, there's a there's an analogy that i've used before is like uh if you live in a very messy family to where the house is just always destroyed there's clothes everywhere dishes are always piled up Mm -hmm. you know everyone's room is a mess um if one of the one of the sibling one of the kids in that family just says hey you know i want to i want to clean my room up i want to clean it up i want to make it nice i want to decorate it and stuff and so they pull out trash bags and they start they start cleaning everything up not even after the end when they're finished during that their family is going to be like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Just stop, stop doing that. That sucks. Like you, like you trying it's to, you like trying to be better than us. Yeah. And it's embarrassment for the people yeah. that live in the house. There's animosity there because you're holding, you're not holding them to a standard. Yeah. You're holding yourself to a standard, but now they have to see it and they're going to have to be around it. So if that's the only clean room in the house, it's a, uh, it's an eyesore to them, but it's, it's like, Oh, if, company came over they'd be like why is this room the cleanest room <laughs> like, i don't get yeah. it this is like your like 10 year old kid and their their room is like immaculate like they dusted <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, and then the siblings get all like <clears throat> treat them badly because they get jealous yeah and so that's where it comes down to 
there is something that works. We may not know why everything works. We don't know that we don't know the full truth of everything. We don't know the truth and all things. We never mm-hmm. will. But we do know certain things work. So if this, this works and someone has an ulterior opinion on it, uh, it's contradictory to what works. That's whenever I feel I feel led to kind of if I know that. It, now if it's something that I don't know anything about and I'm like, well, I don't see how this would negatively affect me or you or the world, then I, I mean, I'd love to just talk about it because, I mean, I haven't experienced that. But if it is something that I've experienced or it is something that I know doesn't work. You express like, it. It doesn't work. I'm sorry. It doesn't work. Yeah. And that that's, goes outside of my empathy and sympathy. That's why I was saying before, it's like you can get really close to, you can, you can really draw, like you're, you can be walking on that line of walking on eggshells uh, I could really offend this person because mm-hmm. they don't like to be held accountable or responsible for their stuff. And you'll see this because people that, um, like on memes, you'll see memes about getting like completely trashed or, you know, self-deprecating or something like that. And it's like, I know that's not good. It's funny. You know, it's a funny meme. Yeah. But it's like, you'll see that in your personal life too. Your friends will be self-deprecating or they'll they'll be negative in a funny way. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm an alcoholic, but, you know, there's no other way to live because we're all going to die eventually anyway. Yeah, I you feel know? like Do you people see what are I'm just, saying? like, kind of too, I want to say shy, but they're against telling their friends or relatives, like, hey, you know, you actually might be doing something bad and this can have consequences, which I, I don't I never understood it. If I see something bad, I'm going uh, to address it in, like, privately and tell you, hey, you know, you did this last night. Like, I feel like... Maybe you should stop drinking so much, or you know, and then um, usually that makes a difference. But if you just keep letting your friends doing the same bad things over and over again, they're not gonna ever get help. They're not gonna get better. Yeah, I think that's definitely the the that's the defining line between being a good friend or being a good mm-hmm. sibling, family member, um, or any kind of relationship that you have, is being able to address it in a compassionate and empathetic way or sympathetic way too. Because you know, like I've you could have. Somebody was like, I used to get blackout all the time too, man. I did. But I know that it doesn't lead anywhere good. Yeah. Something my dad told me whenever I was a kid, he was like, nothing good happens after 12. <laughs> he was wrong. Yeah, completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but I mean, but, but in general, he's kind of right. Especially in the age frame that I was in. He's Plus. like, you don't want to be out. You don't want to be out past that because for one, you're young and dumb. And you're going to get yourself into some dumb situations if you're out past 12. That's what he meant in general, but it's easier to just shorthand it and yeah. say, nothing good happens after 12. Don't, don't go out. <laughs> don't go out. Don't stay somewhere after 12 because people get really dumb. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I mean, that, okay. I mean, I respected my dad. I didn't like him. Yeah. I didn't like him. <laughs> but... I respected him, especially as I grew, grew a little bit older, and I did do that. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, he's right. Yeah. Now I still go out after 12, but <laughs> I know how to, like, avoid those uh, pitfalls. You know what I'm saying? Be, like, being in that Latin culture, um, like, they always see, like, the girl, you got to protect the girl. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, they always told me, oh, don't go to bars. That's where all the hookers are. Go out at night at 2 a.m. and this and that. And I was like, no, like, legit, I go there to play pool or just hang out. Like, for a while, I, was, I would go and not drink. I barely started drinking three years ago. <laughs> and I think maybe it's because of the way I was raised. I never really had the need to want to drink or the want. <laughs> yeah. 
but uh, I feel like it's all based on, like you said, their parents. If they tell you, hey, this is this is how it is, you kind of take it to heart because it's your parents. If your friends tell you, you're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you don't know nothing. You're, you're the same you're age the same as age, me, yeah. dude. Like, you don't know nothing. <laughs> yeah. But wisdom doesn't have an age bracket, you know, so that's another thing that I had to I realize. I guess it's experience, really. not really age, huh? No, yeah, it's all experience, and not not just experience, but it's also just like their intuition. Because I met some like my uh, my troop, he's uh, he's like twenty. You're what? Um, okay, so it's like <laughs> a, I'm a supervisor to another younger Aaron. Okay, you're like an appeal. Yeah, so I'm like the supervisor for him. Okay. And so uh, he's like nine years younger than me, I'm like new to the Air Force. <laughs> But we started talking, and he is very, very articulate, very, very, really sm- like smart and knowledgeable, and he's able to express that. So he's able to articulate it, and he has this kind of like philosophy, this deep philosophy. And we, we became like really, actually, really good friends, which is one of those things. It's like you're <laughs> like there's a yeah. line, you know. But like me, me and him would hang out on the weekends, and I had to like end up tell him like we can't hang out this weekend you got to go find friends <laughs> like you can't, i'm not going to be here forever yeah. like you got to be able to branch out he's like but no one else i can't talk to anybody else but Aww. like you're the only person that gets it and i was like you got to be able to talk to other people and have them get it or find try to yeah, find yeah because the military you're going to find all different kinds of people yeah i'm pretty sure he'll find his friend too <laughs> yeah i think the news i just wanted to i think it's because of comfort zone everyone like fears getting out of that comfort zone yeah I agree. And I feel like that's the fun in life. Like, you get out of it, and then you experience something new and something different, and it makes you smarter and just, I don't know. That's what happened, man. The trial and error of working in restaurants. I think, honestly, if I was the president, I would say everyone has to work in the service industry for a year. Because like, that, <laughs> I've been a server, too. It's I understand what you're saying. Because there's so many different people. you got, like, about 30 minutes to an hour to make a connection. You're trying to get a tip, but you're also <laughs> trying to figure out this person like how how do they want me to interact do i need to be like coming to their table every every like five minutes two minutes to check up on them should i need to just like back up like there's that there's that social um that 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 social um understanding of if you say say like you you got a man and a woman they're coming kind of looks like they're on a date well you got it come in here and sit in on this oh i need a shower Okay. Did you go home already? <laughs> hey, do you? Elfie just dropped in. She's she's bringing in my prop for uh, tomorrow. This I'm is awesome, dude. This is awesome. She just brought me a, a stainless steel. What is this? It's mild steel. Mild steel. Mild steel cross. A mild steel cross for my John Constantine cosplay. I'm gonna be like. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's I appreciate it, man. This is super. This is super cool. I'm gonna hang it up later. Yeah, I can make a thing on the back so we can hang it. Oh, like a, like an indentation or something like that. Yeah, you don't have to. I'll just like uh, I'll get a couple of nails and then a wire, and I'll just nail the wires together. And just, yeah, nice. Yeah, I'll be back. I just wanted to take a shower. I just wanted to drop that off because I was really excited. Yeah, you can be back, and then uh, we could. Uh, I'll Go see eat. him later. We could uh, check out the fire thing because I already set everything up over at our house. Okay. And we get a trial run, trial run. All right, cool. Go get the fuck out of here. All right, <laughs> see you. Yeah, get out of here, dude. All right. Damn, I forgot where I was talking, dude. Sorry. It's okay. You're ruining everything. <laughs>
What? Well, we're talking about servers too, like how everyone should be like, uh, at least, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that's what I think, because I started working at 17 years old. I feel like maybe they should start working at 17 just so they can grasp the responsibility and people skills. Because my brother, he, <laughs> I love my brother, but freaking, uh, he is 28, never worked. He, he did like a little seasonal job. And all he's done is go to a university, get his degree. Give him props, but he has no people skills. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's what you need to get uh, ahead in life. Without people skills, I don't, I don't know, man. You're going to be lonely. You won't get as many job opportunities. And you just, I don't know. I feel like you need it. Yeah. I think when it comes to the, the, the development of, uh, like, children, I'm, like, I'm... Like me and you are, we're, we're the same age. Like, I mean, obviously, you're, you, you said you're a little bit older. Like a year. little bit. <laughs> little, little bit. Little bit. Um, I, I've, I've like dodged, I guess you would say, a lot of potential like marriage opportunities and having kids. And I think one of the, one of the reasons is because I want to make sure I do that right, like with my kids. What I feel like. Time is never going to be perfect. <laughs> I know that. I know that's true. Yeah. It yeah. depends on whenever you, I guess, find your soulmate. Yeah. Because people make mistakes, too. <laughs> I had no. my son re- really young. I had him at 21. No, no, I get it. I get it. I, I've, uh, that's just, like I was saying, this is just me. Yeah. This is just me. Um, I had, I had the potential to, to get married. I chose not to. Because it fear of, of commitment? No, 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 it wasn't a fear of commitment. I was actually 100% committed. It was, I saw signs that she wouldn't be. Oh, that's good. And you were smart about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I have an episode about it. It actually goes into the entire, oh. like, everything that happened. And how old were you? I'm assuming a little older, like 26 or something? No, that was back when I was like 21 to 22. Oh, really? I think I was 22. Then? It was right before I joined. Yeah. Because I was joining for her because I thought that we were going to get married and and um we were already engaged and i was like this is this is my person dude this is my person and then as soon as i was saying that i was like gonna go for like six to eight weeks for she like for for basic training yeah she basically was like i can't do that can't be away from you and i was like okay well that's a problem. Yeah, because like, it happened a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like that's because if I get in and I'm gone for six months to a year on a deployment, yeah. which I have done that since I've been in. That's so, what I'm doing now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's gonna happen. And uh, can I trust you to not just be loyal because that's what the first thing that people think of, but just be okay. Yeah. Just be okay. To, a lot like, of people def- can't handle it. They get too attached and then they overthink, especially when they're gone. I think it's a lack of identity. I think it's a it's lack insecurity. of knowing. It's not identity. Okay. No, I, I feel like the usually it tends to be the female who has insecurities. Uh, when it comes to the their significant other just gone. They start thinking, oh, you know, I'm not good enough. He's going to find someone better. Or, I'm deployed. I'm not pretty. <laughs> I can't even, can't even drink when I'm deployed. Uh, well, I guess some, some I'm, deployments. I don't know. Like my... yeah, yeah, yeah. Some deployments. <laughs> I, generally, if you're going to the desert, no, yeah, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> but, I mean, in my position... Every time I deploy, it's like, no. I don't know. This is pretty awesome deployment. I can drink, hang out with you, like, do this yeah, podcast. Yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, it's not a bad gig. You know, it's not, it's not a bad Go place. Navy. You know, it's, it's not a bad deal. <laughs> so so the, the state of where we're at right now, and like as far as society goes, I mean, one, we know that we're, obviously, we're in an election cycle right now. Huh, yeah. So, and this, this has been 
probably the craziest election cycle that I've lived through. I don't know about the rest. I'd have to ask my parents and I'd have to ask my grandparents and be like, yo, like, what's the craziest stuff that's happened during an election cycle? This year has been insane. And it's the year of the election. Yeah. Tensions. Like, we've got riots. We've got cool. everyone trying to, like, lynch and mob and lynch police officers But I feel like what causes stuff. that is the fact that, like, with the whole COVID, people lost their jobs. And people get desperate. I like where you're going with this. <laughs> I like your magic words. <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah, people get desperate, so they're going to... Some react emotionally, like the riots, and they get angry. Like, they just feel like they're worthless and they want to retaliate. Because they got nothing else going on, dude. Yeah. Like, they've been stuck in their house during their quarantine. They were good for about, like, a month. And I'm pretty sure the divorce rate is going to be high. <laughs> it's because, like, you're with that person all the time. You have all this tension, no jobs. It's hard to you pay the bills. You need time away from each other. Yeah, and be an individual. And but you also need together. time together with yeah. other people. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, you got to have a routine. It's hard to start a routine. It's hard to have a routine when your own your main routine, which is the majority of people, because we're trained, I, I think. Now tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I think that because of our education system, that we're trained to be workers, is we're trained to like prize our career over everything else. It's our income, it's our security, that's everything. Mm-hmm. So like if you think back to like elementary, middle, high school, it was always you got to do this. This is how you get your grade. This is where you're stacking the hierarchy of education, mm-hmm. and. If you don't get this, if you don't get this scholarship, if you don't do this and like track, if you don't do that, then you're going to be left behind. Well, yeah, because it's the truth. You got to prepare yourself for life. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think I agree with you on that, that there is an element of that for Mm -hmm. sure. But I think that a lot of like what school does, it's all standardized. It's all common core. It isn't factor in that everyone has a different proclivity, different affinity. Like for you, you didn't even realize that you were good at shooting and target (laughs) practice and all that until well after high school. Mm -hmm. But that might have been your affinity or something that's in line with something that's uh, inherent to your talents. That they don't foster that in children. It's everybody is on the same page. And then if you can't do really well in math, then you fail and you can't graduate. You see what I'm saying? Or or vice versa. Well, there has to be a standard for everyone. There has to be a standard. I'd agree with that. But I don't. I, all I'm saying is that I think that the education system needs to be looked at a little bit more, like closely. My recommendation, because I like to give solutions to my rec, like my opinions, mm-hmm. is that we need to look at every other country. That's and, what I thought about too. Because yeah. they work differently, and they've been doing like here. We're in Japan. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like we're handling COVID way better out here than it is in the States. And when it comes to education, <laughs> their college is like really closely tied with their high school. So there isn't like okay. you had a high school, then you have to, then you can wait as long as you want to go into college. No, it's like you get you, like you're at the end of your high school, you're going to the next, which is college. But it's still like kind of looks like high school. It's the same. Okay. Almost, you know what I'm saying? It's it's really really weird. It's it's um it's not weird. It's actually just very streamlined. So it's like okay, so what college are you going to next year? Like it's not what college would you like to go to next year? It's like what college are you going you have to? to go to, because yeah. you have to. It's kind of like a mandated thing. But then and then they would come to the states and like yeah, I have like a bachelor's or I have a master's in this, and they're like you have a master's. <laughs> like I'm like 
$30,000 in debt for my master's. Like, dude, like, that was a part of our... Requirement. Our, or, yeah, our national requirement. And that's how... I think that's what we should do. We should get rid of the, like, not necessarily all the universities. You can keep the Ivy League universities yeah. if you want to. But out of high school, like... Make it it's just a continue. It's a man. It's like a continuation. Like yeah. so, you could do it. I'm very conservative, and a very free market, and I don't like the government to have too much involvement mm-hmm. in stuff. But I do think that, like, th- that's where capitalism went too far. Did people ever tell you anything like, because since you are working for the government, <laughs> they give you yeah. like controversy about? No, it. like I mean, I'm I'm gonna be honest about my opinions. I'm not a shill. Yeah. For for any kind of system, I'm gonna have my own opinions, and if I if I'm a part of a system, doesn't mean I can't criticize it. Yeah. I I feel I feel like I, I luckily I live in America where I can. I'm not living in China, <laughs> so yeah. as long as I'm allowed to criticize it, then I'm I'm happy. I'm not gonna say anything like that. Oh yeah, everything is horrible, and we need to like just ransack. Improve is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, there's, there's there's room always, for improvement. Yeah. I think that America is probably is the best country in the world, but I I come at it from a different perspective though. Come at it from a perspective of a very broad one. For one, we we are the we are the most diverse country in the world. Mm-hmm. And everyone wants to leave their country to come to our country. That that well that's that's how you know we're the best. That's, yeah. a, that's just my opinion. <laughs> It, yeah. But the second the second point is that we're the most diverse, but we also have a standard that everyone else, in in a, in a way, adheres to, to the most part, adheres to it, and we have the ability to amend it, like so we can amend certain laws, we can take away, add to, yeah, all these things. We have a flexibility to our our judicial system, to our 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 legislative system, and. So that leaves in a gap open for progress, which we've done. If you look back to like the Civil Rights Act and then you continue forward, we've made huge strides like in every single aspect. And we're trying things out. And if we can come back and say, well, maybe we should take a step back on that law because it was good. We needed it. But I think we may have went too far here so we can dial back on that aspect and it comes with individuality too like people coming from a different country i feel like different countries don't get to be themselves fully they have to abide by the rules the traditions and, yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and the united states is so diverse that you can literally be whoever you want and be free that's we have more freedom we, like yeah we put liberty above all things mm-hmm. you know and that's like, what people strive for because everyone wants to be themselves like it's hard out of the country they don't let's say for sexuality like mm-hmm. other countries they're like nope <laughs> you gotta be this way yeah. but with the u.s we're like no like you, we love you the way you are yeah. be free like express yourself yeah i mean i have a lot of opinions about like sexuality religion you know i'm mm-hmm. I like i'm like a pseudo theologian and <laughs> so i have a lot of opinions on it but i'm never gonna fault anybody like yeah. if they're if they're they're of a different like i have a lot i've had a lot of like uh episodes that i've had and i had wiccans on atheism atheist people i've had agnostic i've had christians on and i've had you know people of all other like i've had a norse people i had a norse guy on a guy who was like a straight up believing in like thor and, <laughs> and stuff and i like i like listening to it yeah. because i love theology because i think that there's a lot of 
parallels that you can draw from because they're all all these religions are like seeking after truth mm-hmm. i think fundamentally they're trying to articulate our our existence and our our life and a reason for us being here and how to orient ourselves within the world that we live in mm-hmm. and I, I find that really interesting. Yeah. Do I agree with what they're saying? No. Do I respect <laughs> it? Do I respect it? Yeah, of course. I Who respect said that it. they're not right, though? Who says that we're right? So. Well, that's that, that's where the debate comes in, and <laughs> yeah. that's where I poke holes. Like, uh, if, if uh, anybody listens to the podcast that I had with uh, the Wiccans, I didn't ever make a case for Christianity. Because me, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Christian. That's what I identify as. Me too. But I went... I went all across the spectrum of religious ideals i went from being raised christian and then going agnostic going atheist going buddhist and then back to agnostic and then back to christianity after looking at everyone else like i didn't go to i didn't go to islam i didn't go to these other ones because i was like doesn't make sense (laughs) doesn't make sense yeah like it was kind of like a like a like a spider web of potentialities that I could have gone to mm-hmm. and I kind of did this kind of circle and I went back and I was like you know this is this makes more sense not yeah. just on the logical level but on the spiritual level on the emotional level on every single level of like my ability to, per- to perceive and and live is that emotionally I have a connection with God you know, and that that's a part of the religion as a part of like Christianity, which I don't even consider that as a religion. Religion is something that's super established. Like, and I don't really like, I'm a high critic of church. I'm a high critic of that. I think that it can easily go into like, this is a business and this is about power and influence. Very, very easy. You'll see those mega churches and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not about, I'm not about all that. I think it's a personal relationship and that's articulated in the Bible, but I don't see that in any other religion. Yeah. Buddhism was cool. (laughs) <laughs> because it was very free it was very like you know like People. it's just the energy man yeah. it's yeah. like you know, and there's so many different subsections of of buddhism too it's not just buddhism they're just they're just trying to love dude my cats are all over the place <laughs> but yeah i love talking about philosophy and theology politics love politics too highly stressful to talk about politics especially right now because yeah. like I think it's always been though. I think so too. <laughs> I I think it has. Like my my dad, he had some heart problems, and he went to the doctor. This is back in like uh, twenty. No, this is back two thousand eight. Yeah, during mm. the uh, the election with Obama and Mitt Romney, mm-hmm. like he was really big into politics, and he had to go to the doctor because he was having some like heart palpitations and stuff, right? And the doctor said like. You are under so much stress right now. Like, what is what is causing you stress? And then my dad, no cap, straight up waiting. He's all like, "Well, you It's because of this. It's the the, the Democrats are trying to create a new world order. It's the Fourth Reich." And I was like, "Dude, chill." He, he was all like, "And now I see what's going on." It's like, okay, so like back up. Don't listen to politics for a month. One month. He's like, how can I do that? How can, I can't do that. And he's like, just one month. I'm like, what What else can you do? And, and this, is, this is where my dad told me. He's like, this is the biggest thing that actually affected his life because he could have been dead by now. He said, uh, the doctor told him, what can you do aside from vote right now? 
and my dad was like, I don't know, talk to people. He's like, okay, well, you can talk to people. Mm. That's fine, but just take a step back. Just take a step back. There's not other about it. You can't uh, you can't fix the problem. So worry about what you can control. Don't worry about the things that you can't. You can talk about them, but don't hyper focus on the things that you can't control. Yeah. And so my dad took a step back. <laughs> he's still alive. He's still kicking, <laughs> and he's he's and he's and he's awesome. Like, but that was the deal. Is like I love talking about it, but I don't let it af- affect me Emotionally. personally. And the way that, because I don't, I won't let bad news politically that I don't like affect how I interact with people that are around me. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't wanna ever be looked at as somebody who is, um, who is pessimistic and angry all the time. You know, I want people to like enjoy my company. Yeah. You know, but anyway, that was <laughs> end of that rant. I don't okay. know where that rabbit hole went from. But uh, I really did want to ask you a question. I did. Are you ready for this question? See. Do you believe in extraterrestrial life? <laughs> I do believe in that because it can't be just us living in this universe. There has to be something else. But do I believe in ghosts? No. <laughs> you don't believe in ghosts? I do not believe in ghosts. But I believe in there's something else. Stereotypically, that's actually a really bold statement. Because, like, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not being... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, uh, yes, I'm being stereotypical, but most uh, Latin cultures, mm-hmm. they have a huge, a huge, like, adherence to some kind of supernatural elements, right? So, like, ghosts, spirits, all of the supernatural is, like, a huge aspect of their culture. Mm-hmm. So, but you don't, you don't see any I of that. I just don't, like... I don't know, like, I know for a fact there has to be something else living out here, right, in this universe, but I'm, I maybe because I've never experienced any, like, ghosts or anything, because the people who do believe in it, I feel like they experience it. Mm. But I have not, and I think it's just mostly your mind playing tricks on you, not really a ghost or a demon no. or anything. Like, I, I get you. I can see it both ways, but... I, my logical side is like yes. Yes, there's ghosts. No, 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 no. My logical side is like yes. I agree with you that a lot of it has to do deal with where is your mind at on the, the day, the given day, the chemical reactions that are the neuroscience yeah, because, that's going uh, on. Yeah, I used you. to do security. Yeah. And then I worked at this one uh, college at night. <laughs> there was no one there except for the cleaning people. And then once they left, it was just me and by myself and the whole campus. And I was like, and then your mind starts thinking. All these things, but there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. But you both start believing it for that split second, but then you snap out of it. I mean, I snap out of it. I don't know anybody else. I snap out of it. Okay, there's nothing there. But I feel like people believe their thoughts when it comes to fear. I feel like fear is what makes them believe in ghosts. Yeah. So it's like the fear of the unknown that there's something unknown. It's kind of like being in the ocean and you're always thinking there might be a shark under me. Yeah. So it's like you already set yourself up to. You made it a reality when it's yeah. not. You're, you're starting to manifest something. And yeah. I, I can see that, definitely can see that. But I've, I've seen a lot of evidence. See, I've, I've seen those, like, the ghost like, hunters and all that. Like. <laughs> now, I, don't, I don't care about the reality TV shows. I'm talking about, like, in person. I've so seen you experienced it? Yeah. How so? So, Moving uh, stuff? I, I've, uh, I've seen somebody who underwent an exorcism. Not a Catholic exorcism like you would see on TV. 
but okay. I have experienced like but do you uh, think that's a ghost or a demon because there's a difference between ghosts and demons yeah I talked to my brother because he's like way more theological than I am yeah um, at least he reads a lot more about it mm-hmm. me I, I watch a lot and then I and, and it's only based on my experience so don't take this for like no we take fact you know, I'm just saying <laughs> yeah um, uh, when we were growing up we were in our teenage like I think there's a lot of, there's a war that goes on in our adolescence. Like, I think that there's a, it's not just a, a war. I'm talking a spiritual war. Like from, this is my, this is my, like my opinion because being a Christian and everything like that. I think that there's a, there's a war of where you're going to move. So it's kind of like we were playing chess. It's, I want to move this one here, but then I don't know if that's going to be taken over by something else because I can't see that far. I can't see three moves ahead. So there's a, there's a war, but there's, there are these influences. So you have, you have the good and then you have the bad. So we've had this concept in stories for since the beginning, since the dawn of recorded history, we've had the story of good versus evil. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all have the capacity to do both. both yeah. Right, and we all have done both. Some more evil, some more good. Mm-hmm. But we all have both. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? I agree with it's that. kind of like the Taoist symbol, because the Taoist symbol, you know, I'm talking about the yin and yang. Yeah, the yin and, and yang that's why symbol. I have a tattoo also. Like you here do? in Japan, they believe where every good there's bad. Yeah, yes. And my tattoo represents like breaking away from the bad and not falling for the bad. And in that aspect, they are 100 percent mm-hmm. right. Yeah, 100 percent right. Um, a lot of it has to do with like learning from lessons. If you're pursuing good, if you're pursuing um, whatever is at your self benefit at the time, so whatever is expediently pleasurable for you, you're essentially choosing bad because that doesn't always, it actually never ends good. I always saw that it's easier to be bad. It and is. People choose the easy route instead of the hard route. That's articulated in Christianity. Mm-hmm. It is because we live in a fallen world, so our proclivity is towards malevolence than it is like the benefit of everybody else and ourselves. Because yeah. here's the deal you can be self sacrificial towards everybody else, and people will call you a martyr. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches is like take care of yourself. It's kind of like a, in an airplane. When they say, if we're going down and this, those things come down, fit yours first before you fit the person beside you. But they never said, don't fit the person beside you. Only focus on putting your mask on and then just sit back and wait for the plane to crash. They say, fix yours first. Help yourself first. Make sure that you're good enough to where you can help the other person. Right? And that's what I think that when it comes to the capacity for malevolence is that it's all about you. It's all about, it's all selfishness. So it's like, I'm going to put my mask on and I'm going to actually rip the mask down to where they can't even put it on well, because and then i'm going to use their body to wrap and it's a weird analogy i know it's a weird analogy but i'm only like gonna wrap their body around mine because they're they're dead and then i'm just going to use them as a softening cushion whenever we crash like anyway horrible analogy i'm not the greatest i've been working on them yeah. we're working on them not the best but that's basically how i see it is that mm-hmm. that's where like the that I think the epitome of evil and self and, and evil. Yeah, 
and sin would well, be selfishness. selfishness. I don't know about that part, though. I don't believe that's selfish. You have, in order for you to take care of somebody, you have to be okay. You're going to be worthless if you're not good. Like, if you don't put the mask on, you're, you're not good. No, that's what I was saying. I was, I was trying to, I guess I, I wasn't doing really well of, our, our, of separating those. You've got to put your mask on first mm-hmm. in this analogy. That's imperative regardless. The deal is that once you have the mask on, what are you going to do? Are you going to help, help the, the other person? Because here's you sit back, then that's where that's what uh, God's like in the Bible. It says that you're like lukewarm, that you're like, well, that's none of my business, right? Yeah. But here's the deal: malevolence would be putting your mask on and ripping the mask out of that headspace, so the other person can't use it, mm. just because I didn't like them. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I see what you're saying. But I feel or like if it could benefit me that I rip that off and I can put them around me okay. and use them as a cushion because they're going to be dead because they don't have oxygen. Do you see okay, me? I see what you're saying. That's what I was trying to okay. say. There's, the, there's, there's a hierarchy of, of, of that. Do of, you believe like in the military is mostly like that? Do I think the military is mostly like that? Yeah. I think that... Um, or just humanity. Legisl- I think humanity first. I think legislatively... If you look at AFIs and you look at, like, we have equal opportunity in the military, uh, in Air Force specifically, we have uh, sexual assault, like, yeah, but, uh, uh, programs. We've had, we have so many different things that are, would be to the benefit of everybody, but we don't use them. It's the people that mess up. They wouldn't have to be there if it wasn't for the people. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that legislatively, we don't have a culture for that. We don't have a culture for malevolence. We adhere to this is this is good, this is right, and so we made laws, we made good like practices, but people, we can't force people to practice them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's that's how I see it. I think that uh, the culture in the military is very very nuanced and complex, and it all has to do with people. Yeah, and I feel like in the military, too, with gender, it's completely different experiences, too. Mm. I agree. I'm it's doing both this, on uh, both ends. Like, it's bad yeah. on both ends. No, like, El- uh, Elfie, she started a, a women in maintenance, like a, like a small group kind of focus group thing. Oh, that's good. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be speaking um, in that as, the, as one of the NCOs. And I'm like, you really want me to go over there? She's like, <laughs> yeah, like, because you, you'd be the guy. Like, you'd be able to... To, to show a different perspective as well, answer questions of how you see it, but you're really you're you're pretty good at at uh, prefacing things, making sure that it's not like well y'all are overreacting, right? <laughs> you know it's it's like you don't you don't gaslight people, and I was like well that makes me feel good, that, makes, that does it yeah. makes me feel great because I don't want to gaslight anybody. It's like if you have a genuine issues that you feel, let's talk about it, let's talk about it, and let's try to figure out. How much of this is perception? How much of this is reality? And that's that's the whole. That's what we're. That's what we're trying to do. That's why we have conversations. Mm-hmm. We have conversations because we're trying to figure out what is the truth. In yeah. every conversation, you think about it. You're asking questions. You can't have a conversation without asking a question. True. Questions are <laughs> in there. They're embedded. Yeah. Inherently, they're embedded. Imagine that you like a guy, right? You're mm-hmm. at you're at a club or you just had a coffee shop if you okay. want to be classy. Let's be classy. <laughs> Let's be classy. We're at a coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna approach a guy or a guy's gonna approach you. Okay. 
if he doesn't ever ask a question or you don't ever ask a question, do you think the conversation can go anywhere with just statements? No, because you want to get to know the person, so you have to ask questions. You have to ask questions. Yeah. That's the deal. Everything is always a question. Everything is always a seeking after a truth. Mm-hmm. So we already orient ourselves in an objective truth aspect. We're trying to look at what is the truth of this person? Who is this person? Who is, and then you can translate that into the broad aspect. What is the truth? Yeah, we're, which a lot of people don't show the truth. No, they don't. But that's the that's the chess game that I was talking about. Yeah. That's why I, that's why I had us play it. This is like, it's going to play into the conversation because I always get philosophical. Yeah, I, I noticed that earlier. I always get, <laughs> I always get philosophical. I was like, like trying to read you earlier. I was like, hmm, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? I'm like, hmm, okay, I see you. <laughs> no, you're smart. You're one of the, you're, you're one of the I'm, I was, that's why I wanted to have you on because <laughs> we're of the same like generation. Mm-hmm. And so... You won't just be running around in circles trying to figure out what I'm doing. You'll probably figure it out yeah. why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I'm not scared to ask you either. So. <laughs> no, and I love that. I love I love being questions. It's it's great. It's great. <laughs> so, there it there. I think that there are aliens too. Sorry to segue. That's a horrible segue. That was a little like skirt. Yeah, like, straight no. like left field. <laughs> <clears throat> I think that there there are potent, there's a, there's a high potential for there's for sure there's not even a potential for sure like there has to be like we can't be the only ones. If you hang out later, I want to show you like this documentary. Are you are you are, do you like documentaries? I do like documentaries. Depending right. on what it is. <laughs> All right. So this one this one is like it it's a really good case. Like and I mean I've seen a lot of really dumb documentaries. Okay, so you you're very knowledgeable, right? But have you noticed? <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed that documentaries are like only one-sided? That's what I'm saying. That's so, what I was trying to say. I've seen a lot of bad ones. For yeah, like, they're making so. the case for extraterrestrials. I was like, this doesn't. That's not corroborated. <laughs> that's a, that's a bullcrap witness. Yeah. Like that's a that's dumb. But no, this one right here is like multiple, multifaceted, lots of different. But they're trying stuff. to have you one-track mind when you're watching. For sure. Too. For sure. <laughs> But I mean, I'm still like, if they ended up not being extraterrestrials, I would still be like, I'm like I used to, I love yeah. watching that since growing up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, the deal is like, keep an open mind, but be objective. Be objective, keep an open mind. I think that you have to have conviction on something. What I, I feel, what I, what, what gets me, um, let's see, what's a, what gets me apprehensive about somebody if I meet them is if, they don't have any kind of conviction whatsoever. So they, they need to have some standard that they're living by. If they're just like, everything is whatever, there's everything is like, so this is goes back to what I was talking about and the difference between your truth, my truth, and mm-hmm. an objective reality. It's that if you find somebody that has the, uh, is of the belief that everything is meaningless and everything is valid, then they're living in a delusional world because you can't create your own reality. You still adhere to reality. There is objective reality. And where you're at on that, you may be, the deal is like some some person can believe that everything is subjective and then we create our own account. You ever heard the book, The Secret, that you manifest your own reality Mm -hmm. by by uh by just your positive vibes and it's like yeah it's like yeah it's like oh in reality it's just like you have a positive outlook on on life 
and you're wishing for things, but you're actually acting within the realms of this is going to happen because I'm pursuing it. You're pursuing it because it's not just a feeling, you're actually acting it out. Yeah. So you're doing what you need to do to get to that point, but it's like you're tricking your brain. Your brain, you're going at it from a different perspective. You're going at it from a different starting point. Your starting point is, I feel, therefore I will. And then a lot of people's is, I will do this, and once no, I, I see these, results, then I'll feel like I'll feel that I'm in the I'm on the right track. I'm getting what I want. Yeah. So it's just, but you're, it's still the same. Like that never changed. Objective reality never changed. It's just how you went, how you oriented yourself within it. It kind of goes back to the equation analogy that I put. Different equations, same answer. Yeah. So, that that's just that's that's <laughs> my that's my idea on it. Uh, but I'm really, really, folk, I'm really big on that. That's the only, that's the main thing that I'll argue about. Like, I will get really passionate when somebody comes at me and says that everything is um, subjective and, you know, like reality is, is a spectrum. I'm like, no, reality but is But I there. feel like there's an emotional attachment to that, what they're saying. So, yeah. like, they're holding back and seeing, <laughs> you said subjective, you said? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're that re- reason is because they just don't want to open up. They're just scared to open up. Maybe there's something happened to them when they were younger, or yeah. like they just fear exposing themselves. So they're like, you know what? Life is like this. It is what it is. But it's because of what they've been through. No, I mean that's that's the that's the understanding aspect. Yeah. And I'll understand people that are like that. I'm just saying I'm wary of them. I'm wary of people that are like that, to the extent of. I don't want to divulge a lot of my opinions because you're going to get mad because I think that a lot of people that have that because of they've had like horrible experiences and they don't want to take responsibility for their own bad experience because they've had bad experiences. It's very, very nuanced. Sorry. I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to articulate it. So I had a really bad childhood and I haven't really, but I'm saying like, uh, for someone else, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, hypothetically had a really bad childhood. I was abused. My friends, I had friends, they betrayed me. And so I'm going to create my own pocket of reality. So this is my way of looking at reality. And everything that I do every day is uh, reality changes for me. But isn't and it's that the everybody? Best way. It's the best way of warning. No, I don't think that's not what everybody does. I think that everyone, what everyone does is in, in reality... <laughs> I think that everyone unconsciously is still adhering to reality. If they weren't, the people that believe in everything is subjective, everything is your truth, my truth, they wouldn't have no ground to stand on. Literally, like within their within their belief system, they have no ground to stand on to say this is wrong because there's no such thing as wrong. There's no such thing as right. Everything is subjective. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then again, if you if you say, I didn't like WAP, I think that that has nothing to do. Like I'm talking about the music the song. Yeah. <laughs> I think that has, I think that it's actually horrible for women, and especially young women that are that are listening to this. And they think that that's what they should be focusing on, right? That 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 that's You're their. You're just saying that people. That's the greatest just... thing. Then they'll come out and say, no, what are you talking about? That's like super feminist. That's super good. 
that's that's empowering i'd be like why do you believe that because of this this and this it's like well that's your subjective view and you know you're neither wrong or right mm-hmm. like no i'm right then there's no such thing as right so you see how it's a self-defeating philosophy but there's a right for that person and that's what did you see what i'm saying yeah. like you can't come out and say that everything is subjective and then have conviction in the time that's that's not that's not how that's not how anything works yeah it's like that kind of funny it's like uh there's a there's a commercial and it was like what were they doing is it like no that's not how this works that's not how any of this works i think it was twitter i think it was like facebook or something like that. Um, like no i'm gonna i'm gonna delete you you're not my friend anymore and it's they got like a poster board of like of like friend groups and hierarchy it's kind of like face like uh, myspace was whenever yeah. you had like your, your best friends your yeah. i'm deleting you you're not my friend anymore he's and then this old and it's like a nursing home i gotta find that because like, i, I want to make sure <laughs> see it but i'm like that though like that? if there's like bad energy because i'm one of those people that this uh life is too short uh, and if you're going to be the certain way and it doesn't vibe with my like lifestyle you're going to be blocked <laughs> If you're negative, like, life is too short, I'm going to, like, deal with certain things. So I'm, like, for sure like that person. No, I'm for, I, I'm with you on that. And I feel My like, thing is like people should be that way. Yeah. People hold on to pe- people for no yeah, good reason people. too long. Because they get comfortable. People get comfortable with, people get comfortable with things that are super toxic. People that are super toxic. Because there's a fear of the mystery. There's a fear of. What if the person that I go and I like specifically in like romantic relationships, mm-hmm. this person's bad, but I know them and I've been able to orient myself within them, even though they're bad for me and I know that they're bad for me. What if the next person, it's always that what if, what if the next person is worse? I don't so think that goes well, through a lot of, of people's minds. I think it's more so like them being like uh, insecure. That's what keeps them in that bad relationship. I don't really see that thought process as often as I used to. Yeah. No, I I, I, I follow that. I think that we're not at a disagreement. I think that we're actually right there together on yeah, that. It's sad too because a lot of people are just, everyone has insecurities, but some people have it to where it overtakes anything else. Because I've helped friends who've been through breakups and all they think about is like, why don't they love me? Why don't they care about me? I'm like, who cares? They, like they're not worth it bye like <laughs> i don't waste my time i'm like no like there's too many freaking people on this planet to even care about one person that's not treating you right yeah there's not it's just it's not worth it and then for them it's so hard to see that and feel that until they love themselves and they then they can see like oh crap like okay like <laughs> i don't know why i wasted my time on this person like but i feel like everyone has to go through a couple of those in order to get that strength I think there's an element of, because I think it's very nuanced. I think there's an element of pride too. Not like in a negative way. It's just, it's, I don't want this to fail because I've invested so much into it. It is that too. I've seen it. I I see that a lot. They've wasted so much money on them on gifts and like the time. On the material aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Materialism. It's like, I've, I've spent so much money fostering this kind of relationship. But then you can have like, I've spent so much emotional energy trying to yeah. make this work that I don't want if, if this fails that means that I'm not a good partner yeah that I couldn't make it work I couldn't make it work but it comes it all comes down to it's like it takes two to tango mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know like the, you know, we've all seen these memes we've all seen these quotes <laughs> and so like yeah well i mean that, that's that's basically how we live life right now. now yeah <laughs> it's like um i'm giving myself i'm giving my relationship 100 percent, you know or, and then what well what happens when the other person gives 20 like well i'll make up for that Okay, no, how just... long will you how long will you make up for that difference? But that's when it comes to insecurities. You need to know your worth. And then you yep. see those signs early on, you're like, Okay, nope, bye. Like if you're not competing with me or on the same level, it's done. And that's what that's what goes back to where I was saying it was that it's about identity. It's about knowing who you are and knowing what you can handle. Yeah. That's that's what identity is. Is yeah. this is who I am. You don't fit into the person that I need to be. That who I'm supposed be. to be. In fact, you're not even you're not even pushing me to be better than yeah. who I am now because I'm not better right That's now today. Too. I am not the person that I should be. I could be. Yeah. I may be the person that I may be happy right now. I may be like great, which I am because I'm awesome. But <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, I'm just Talking it only goes too far. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I could be better though. Yeah. I can be better. Everyone and can always be better. I want day. somebody who's going to like motivate me to be better than I am today. Yeah. I'd be a better person, be a better man than I am like today. Yeah. Like tomorrow, be a better man than you were yesterday. Tomorrow, be a better woman than you were yesterday. Tomorrow, be a better person than you were yesterday. Someone that's there to like cheerlead you into that and then you do the same, that's when you see relationships work out. That's what happened with my parents and that's what happened with my, my, my twin brother, my family. They do that. That's, see, that's the, the main, same page. That's the main preface of their relationship is that I'm going to keep helping you push to be the person that you should be. That you know, and I know, you could be. Like watering each other, like they have those memes, like you say. Yeah. <laughs> where they're watering each other and they're growing together. It's sort of like just one person watering the other one and that person just growing and you're staying the same and not getting yeah. anywhere. Yeah. They wither and you thrive. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in relationships like that and I've been in relationships to where I've been the one that's been watered and I haven't done anything. <laughs> and it, it it sucks. It happened. Yeah. But I've done that. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm perfect. Yeah. I'm not. I've been in that. I've been through that. That's not even just like romantic relations. That's just friendships too. Because, I mean, you've been, I mean, I've been in friendships to where it's been very one-sided one one or the other. I'm just, like, hyping this person up. Like, yo, you're (laughs) the dog. And I'm just, like, living off of every word that they say. I want to be around them all the time. I'm infatuated with these people. Yeah. And they do nothing for me. Not just, it's not about materialism. It's not about, like, oh, they don't pay for our dinner or us going out. I'm talking about, like, they don't, they don't care about me until... I take a step back and then they're hitting me up. Yeah. Like, Where's my hype man? I need my hype man back. And then what do you see with that though? Do you want to continue being friends after that when you know that they're just using you because they need you? It's been so much easier for me to be able to to say like at least now because we're both like a little bit older. Uh, whenever I was in my early early 20s, it was really difficult for me. But as I've gotten older, it's very, very easy for me to talk to a friend and say, "Hey, like, I've been, I've been there for you, but I don't feel like you're not, you're not there for me." I recently went through that, right? Uh, probably like three weeks ago. Yeah. Me and this one girl was really, really close, and then uh, one little mistake that I did, which is not even like nothing crazy, mm-hmm. but her reaction towards it 
Yeah. Just blew my mind because this girl, I saw her as like my number one friend out here. And uh, you see people's true colors when there's, I guess, different circumstances in life. Yeah. Like everything would be good and happy. Of course, they're going to be good. But if something like bad or like something like uncomfortable happens, and then that's when they show their true colors. Yep. And it's sad too because. It hurts. Yeah, it, <laughs> it hurts because you're like, damn, you I cared about you. You want to be on the same page as you are. Yeah, and then since we're older, we see like, okay, you know what? Like, I'm gonna try. Yeah. I'm gonna send this message or I'm gonna talk to this person, and if they don't like reciprocate, then it's their loss. Like, you know your worth, and you keep moving. Amen. But that's when they come back. Yeah, they and come they're back. like, oh I'm shit, sorry. okay, I missed that. Yeah. But by that point, you're like, like, well, I mean, I'll give you. I I've always had this three three uh, three strike policy. Yeah. You know, like, I think it's a good, it's a good way. Of, let's go back to chat. You know? <laughs> so, that three strike policy. It's yeah. like, um, okay, so you, you burned me here. You came back. Okay. I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. And and we can move forward. We can see if we're going. Hopefully you'll learn your lesson. And you burn me a second time. It's like, hmm. All right. I'll give you one more try. One more try to get it right. To treat me as an equal. Because right now I'm just your hype man. I'm yeah. just I'm just your person that you enjoy being around because I'm compassionate, empathetic, love I'm loving, and you know I enjoy your company. You enjoy my company. And then the third time, I'm like, no, you're selfish. See with me, it's because two. you're just there for. <laughs> and I and I respect people that are too because they that means that they've already figured out like that's not like no. Like that's it. But you have some people that are just like not even one. <laughs> like it's something so petty. They're yeah. just like, no, screw that person. And then they tell all their friends that like this person sucks. It's like no. And people like, start believing that too. Yeah. And then oh well, yeah. I that's mean. what I wanted to ask you too, because with like workspaces. Okay. Like I feel like men and women deal with <laughs> the work environment differently. It's not more so like oh you know sexual harassment. It's more so like jealousy. Do you men deal with? jealous co-workers and the enviness and then retaliate on that okay so this that's a very very that's a lot to break down because it's <laughs> very 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 different because for one you have to also you, like when it comes to that you have to come to the understanding that men and women are different yeah that's why women are, men and men and women are very similar like majority the majority they're like they're actually we're still human so we're all human Mm-hmm. But there are there is a difference. It's on a small scale, but there is a difference between men and women when it comes to social interaction. That's where you start to see the differences. Because, like for instance, you can see statistically more men commit crimes than women do, especially violent crimes. It's like ninety five percent men mm-hmm. and five percent women. Mm-hmm. So there's this there's this thing that happens when I am. Men, men are not really good at being passive aggressive as much as women are. So that's why you'll see, and this is why I actually do think that alcohol is a great showing of that. Because when a man gets, when men get like um, drunk and they get intoxicated, mm-hmm. they're more aggressive. Because that's their, their natural like way of dealing with conflict is the it's it's the (laughs) it's the threat of physical violence right Mm -hmm. women 
they're less inclined to physical violence, more inclined to emotional violence and verbal violence. Because, like, look at it. You, you've probably seen videos where guys have been like, what are you going to do, motherfucker? What are you going to do? You know, like, they, they, <laughs> they literally just, they're broken records of saying the same thing. They don't, they don't poke and prod at them as people, as an individual. Women are really good at figuring out what makes a man or a woman tick. Do you see what I'm saying? So they'll they'll come after and then they'll talk to their friends. And then their friends will talk to their friends. And it's all about the gossip aspect. Guys, they don't think that far. They're it's like, good. I don't like this person. I'm going to tell him he's a piece of shit to his face. And then we might fight. There's a threat of it. There's a potential of it. We may not fight. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him off, right? I'm gonna tell him off, and I'm gonna tell him straight up, you got a small dick, and he's gonna be like, well, how would you know? <laughs> You've been looking at my dick, like do yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, but it's very hyper focused, very low resolution. Women, they can go into like that. Women are like I think that women are better at chess than men, but that's just me. I don't know the statistics on that, but I would assume they were because they're very smart. In general, I'm not saying every woman. I'm saying that in general, if you had the smartest man when it came to chess, and you had the smartest woman when it came to chess, I think the woman statistics would beat say out. that women are smarter than men. I think that women would be would, would beat them <laughs> out because they can think multiple levels ahead. Yeah. Because they're looking at, they're paying attention. Because to, you guys focus on just the now. We focus on mm-hmm. the now. Yeah. <laughs> and the later and the consequences and everything. We focus on everything, all possibilities. So you guys are just. To get to your main question, do, uh, are, are, I think, what, what was it, men? Uh, in the workspace, like, the how workspace? do you deal with the... Some, like, jealousy like, and all that? haters, the jealousy, the lashback on that, too. Because I don't I feel like that, you deal with it as much as we do. I think, no, I, I think that it's because men, if there is a, a sense of jealousy, they... In their, in their minds. So if minds was like a computer, they file it away and they recognize it. And it's just like, it's, I know where this person is. We may fight later, like actual fight, but I know where this person stands and that's who that person stands. The problem with that is that men never get over that. It's really difficult unless they fight. If they fight, then they'll be like, we figured this out. Yeah. We figured and they're cool. it's done and then they're cool. Like you've heard that too. Before. Yeah. It's like, but they still, they recognize it and they file it away and they can still be professional. That's fine. The problem that I think with women that women deal with is that they can be super professional. Absolutely. But it's, 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 it's more difficult. Not necessarily. It can't be done. I'm talking about generalities here. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to step on any no, eggshells. <laughs> I think that women that, Everything that's happening personally, and then socially, and professionally, it it's very cloudy. It's to where a, 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 a stray comment will bring them into that social, bring them into that personal, and they have to be very, very cognizant. They have to be very conscious that no, I gotta bring myself back to the professional because I took that really offensive. And I know that was like a passive aggressive thing because everything is passive aggressive. Not everything, but a lot of stuff when it comes to women and jealousy and all that, specifically in the workplace, it is 
it'll be passive aggressive, but it is so nuanced and so difficult to see unless you have a direct connection with that person that you can never come out and say, if you did bring it up, there's that plausible deniability that no, like, what are you talking about? You're, you really th like, so, so say a, a, a girl in the workplace came at you, but did it in a way that was only personal to you. It was a slight on you. They said something. It was like, well, you know, like they're given a situation or like saying that you confided in her on a guy that you were talking to. Mm -hmm. And you said like, he, he came at you, you liked him, but you decided not to like pursue that mm -hmm. because of that. And then she comes the next day and says like, creates a story of like, I met this one girl one time and she was like, there's this guy who's like hella fine. And he came at her and and she was just all like no bitch i'm a queen or something like that and, was, and then they brought up that uh that that quote from game of thrones or something that was just all like well you know i'm a i'm a queen it's like well you know you got to act like a queen to be a queen but you're actually a thought and then she throws something <laughs> like out there it's obviously directed towards you because yeah. you're in the room you know that personally because you confided in them and so it's like one of those things. But like, how are you going to say that and be like, call her out on it? But I feel like men do that. I think that they do, but at a lower resolution, oh, like a smaller, I... like a very, very obvious level. So people in the room could catch on. Like they, they would be able to catch on really quickly. Yeah. And then that's okay. where it's like, it's so overt that everyone's all like, oh shit and they're looking at they're looking at him yeah, they're like yeah, yeah. oh like it's an obvious dig yeah, 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 yeah. at this guy and he's all like let's go outside you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like and because i've dealt with haters from male and female perspectives like mm -hmm. <laughs> like i told you i have so many freaking different jobs and i remember the first time like i actually found out a male co-worker was like katie and i was like because it's mostly you see females hanging on females and it just yeah. blew my mind i was like <laughs> he was an older fellow too like he uh he was like 10 years older than me or so or more than that and he was just jealous because um i just barely got into security and i was getting the supervisor position probably like two months in and ha even though he's been applying to be a supervisor yeah. and then and then I, like you can maybe because i've been around people a lot and i've had jobs since i was 17 you can see <laughs> How people are and when they hate on you but i just didn't expect it he started trying to get me fired but females it is true they they are different in how they try to like push you over the edge yeah and it just it just baffles me because like we're all working together we see each other every day like <laughs> why i gotta hate like but you are never gonna understand why a woman hates you until you actually ask the woman yeah and nine out of ten, they might not tell the truth. <laughs> no, I think that they'll they'll. This is honestly, this is my perspective because I mean, it is like I said, I was speaking in generalities, so there can be men that do that too. Yeah, Absolutely. but overall, more like me, I have a high proclivity to do that. I could do that. I could destroy five people right now that I know of, destroy the reputation. But you're not like that. But I wouldn't do that yeah. because, for one doesn't benefit me other than just feeling, feeling. that kind of high yeah yeah i just have that power i can just destroy them you yeah know what I mean? and i'm gonna do it just because i can just out of that kind of i don't know like apathy 
I guess you would say. Not yeah. apathy. Apathy is not caring about anything. No, it was just male- just malevolence. You know, it's just like I want to do it because I can You know what I mean? Like, and that's I want easier, to right? Like person. we were talking about earlier, it's easier mm-hmm. to be bad than good. Oh yeah. Like and I've thought about it too. Like you know, I've been I've been mad some days and be like, you know, I really just throw this person under the, <laughs> the bus. Yeah. I can go. I can go in and do that, and then I'm just like taking a shower and it's like I can't do that. Yeah. I love I love them. I love them. You know, but that's that's where that's where the Jesus comes in. But I mean, I, but everyone has their own thing. I get it, but I think that it's karma's real. I know. Right? I believe in karma like, so good. That's why I real. sit back. I'm like, you know what? You're gonna be you. I'm gonna just watch from the sidelines and watch you get your karma. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Because people yeah. like to be karma. They want to get like, the like if you back. don't react to it, it's not necessarily that you don't react. Like you still need to hold your ground when it comes when, when that time comes. Mm-hmm. Finding when that time comes. That takes experience. That takes yeah. us being a little bit True. older and knowing, hey, hey, this is how much I'm going to deal with. I'm going to address it, but I'm going to address it in the right way. Exactly. Like, yeah. I'm not going to do it around people. Like like you yeah. said earlier, you're going to get them um, like the alone, and you take them to the side and then talk with them. But you're not going to like uh, you're not going to bash them, like just blow them up or anything yeah. like that. You're just going to say, hey, man, like I know we may not agree on a lot of things, but I just want to let you know that I love you. I love you as a human being. I love you as a person. We don't agree on this. I'm sorry whenever I offended you or anything like that. I just want to make sure that we're cool. <laughs> if you do that, they got nothing. No, what are well, they going to do? I see I do it differently because I had this happen with me and a coworker. Okay, he pissed me off. Okay, and it's yeah. hard to piss me off because well. he just did something disrespectful. He's young. He's 20 years old. Yeah, but like, yeah, so I go to work <laughs> and I was heated. I was heated so bad. And then I show up and like my um, supervisor, I will say supervisor, he come, he's like, you good? Like, I can tell you're back. I'm like, <laughs> and I tell him, like, hey, let's talk outside. And he's like, what? I'm like, let's talk outside. And then I take him outside, and then I just, like, tell him, like, look, this is what pissed me off. This was what was wrong. And I don't want to th- be here anymore. I don't want to do this. No, and then I tell him, yeah. this is how you fix the situation. If you don't want to fix it, you're going to cause problems. <laughs> yeah. I give you the problem and the solution, and this is what I give you. Yeah. And then I go back in, and then I act like nothing ever happened. I don't let no one know that. Like, yeah, what you I said, said your piece. Like, you yeah. said your piece and you're wrong. And I will no, not hold grudges. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, that's a big, that's actually the biggest thing. Like, and when it comes to communication, we need to highlight this part. Because <laughs> you, you, what you just said was you had the problem, you also had the solution. Yeah. And so you articulated and you told them, hey, this is how we can fix it. The biggest thing that you do when you're talking to somebody, when you have contention with somebody, is you say, this is how we can fix it. Yeah. Not, so that, that way you're not putting all the response, even though it is all on them, you still say, this is how we're going to fix it. This is how we should fix it. Mm-hmm. So then it's like you're partnering with them in your dialogue. It's like, this is what we need to do. This is what I need to do. This is what you need to do. Even if it's still focused 100% on yeah. them, <laughs> you're still saying we, you're still using this terminology and saying, we can do this, we can do that, we can do, like, this is how we need to figure it out because we need to work together and we need to respect each other. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it, it kind of makes it to where it's like we're a team, even though we were enemies, now we're kind of building an alliance, it sounds like. Yeah, you know? and people tend to hold grudges too. Like, I'm the type of person, like, yeah, I mean, you can have beef, but then after that, I'm good. Like, yeah, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> like, that's actually like a, that's a rarity. But yeah. I think uh, some of that has to do with your experience it's and so your time of living. <laughs> like you're, you're, you've been alive for a little bit longer than 
most than people you that you're dealing and with. Anyone else in this yeah. room? Yeah. So you've had experience with <laughs> this kind of stuff. You've had experience with this kind of stuff. So like, but I think that that's a like for younger people that are listening to this podcast. That's something that you need to do. You need to you need to focus on that. Everyone's living different experiences. We're all trying. We're all eating a shit sandwich. We're all trying to figure out what's going on in life, in our own lives. And there are going to be people out there that you don't agree with, that don't agree with you, that treat you wrong. You treat them wrong by proxy. Like you're going to do that because we usually do that eye for an eye. And that's articulated in the Bible too. I'm just throwing out all kinds of Bible quotes out here, dude. (laughs) Yeah, it's not good. It's not. It doesn't work. So when someone treats you wrong, treat them with compassion, but hold them accountable too. Yeah, exactly. Like I've said this before on my podcast, like a lot of people conflate or they get they get it wrong when it comes to meek. The meek will inherit the earth. You've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Why isn't like everyone? Like, if you looked it up online, and last time I looked it up, it was meek is weak. No, <laughs> it's not. Like meek, meek is those that carry a sword, know how to use it. But choose not, not to, to yeah. unless absolutely necessary. Yep, that's how I see it too. But weakness is you don't have a sword, you don't know how to use a sword, and you get run over all the time. <laughs> so a lot of people think, like, I don't want to be a Christian because, for one, they're hateful. And for two, if they're actually a good Christian, then they're weak. No. <laughs> that's not what's written. Yeah. That's not at all what's written. It's knowing your worth, like you were saying before, knowing your worth. And then having your convictions and then addressing it in a compassionate and loving manner, but still holding the person accountable Accountable. and holding yourself accountable too. That's, I want to end, we need to end this episode. (laughs) We're about an hour and an hour and a half in. I think it was good. I think it was good. good. It was a good first episode. Yeah, it was. We're going to come back on for another one, Vanessa? I'm down. All right. (laughs) We'll have a part two coming up. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you want to find this podcast, you can find it on Spotify under Lost Out Podcast. You can also find it on Apple Podcast under the same Lost Out Podcast. You can also email the podcast, lostoutpodcast at yahoo.com. You can find me on Facebook, Trent Colton Castleberry. And then you can send me a direct message if you agreed or disagreed or you want to, you want to put in a suggestion of things, that, a topic that you want to like uh, uh, be talked about i can talk about anything and if you want to like uh hear any more of these uh guests you can ask and like try to ask for another guest to come on if you want to hear more from one of my guests that have been on previously then ask away eventually i'm going to have like the i have the zoom call thing available too so if you have a friend that you want to like uh have call in i can do that i can record them and then put them on the podcast too and we can talk about whatever we want to talk about I think that we had a lot of, I had a lot of topics listed right here. We weren't able to actually get through all of them because we went on a rabbit hole and I liked it, but it was genuine. It was great. So, yeah. you know, you can throw out any uh, social media. Do you want to do that or not? Like, I no, mean, sure. you like, I mean, you're no, told my Facebook. So. Well, no, you already said like, you like to keep it a uh, low key, but if you want hey, to. But I could judge pictures. Are you guys a little weird? Uh, I'm just kidding. All right. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can throw out your Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, oh. if you want to. If you don't want to, we'll just, we'll just close it out. Uh, you guys know my time. Facebook. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll close yeah. it out. We'll close it out. Thank you guys for listening and enjoy the outro music. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye-bye. Say Bye. goodbye. <laughs> bye-bye.
This is only the beginning. <laughs> 